Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. We are. My breath was hot. I mean, like dragon, <laughs> dragon breath today. Like, <laughs> like killing forests with your breath today, girl. It's like, wow. <laughs> Singing eyebrows. You got you to gotta cool that down. Stop lighting it up. Y'all know about but, that everything bagel seasoning? <laughs> I, Brittany legit put like half a container of like sprinkled the so everything good. but the bagel seasoning on her toast today <laughs> it was like i mean it was like black like i was like oh. and then i like poured more on a napkin and like licked my finger and like oh, with i mean so good i don't care about I coronavirus when it comes to everything bagel seasoning no you're immune to it there's so yeah. much garlic at the end it's like get it out of your system i don't know you mean have you ever had that on popcorn no is it good oh it's not bad on, find one thing it's bad on. I, yeah i don't know like I really it's so good probably yogurt wouldn't mm, be good cereal but, but I mean <laughs> I feel like that's taken to extreme like right. it's gonna be good no matter what you put Ooh, on. I wonder could you find in everything but the bagel seasoning <laughs> that is like the sweet counterpart like what would you put in it uh, to make like a like you know that's a, like a savory blend but what would you do for the sweet blend nutmeg <laughs> cinnamon brown sugar yeah mm. nutmeg nutmeg yeah mm. could you could you do like vanilla, vanilla bean shavings? Because you couldn't do like vanilla itself is really bitter, but like the essence of vanilla is delicious. That would make you have hot breath. No, no, cool you do. I'm fully okay. aware that new friends might be listening to this for the very first time. <laughs> like, what the hell are these girls talking I about? Promise I promise it's I not hot breath. No, <laughs> or everything bagel seasoning. <laughs> we are diverse. We, we talk about more things. Yes. But we, we would like, like to welcome, <laughs> yeah, so we do want to welcome our new friends. I'm sorry. I am tangled up in all the wires over here. Okay. Welcome, new Hi. friends. Thanks for joining us. We are very pumped to have new friends pressing play and spending time with us. So, Ooh, hey. Hey, girl. Hey. hey Thanks girl, for hey. coming over. Georgie. Uh, we let Georgie in the studio today, and it was a bad idea. <laughs> <That's> She's <sighs> digging at the carpet. And licking herself. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. I mean, I'm... Listen, I'm never going to tell you to stop doing that because I know once you get the good spot, you don't want to give that up. I mean, but I, seriously, don't do it in front of me. I'm like, can you just, I won't look, but cruel. She always wants to do it in front of people. I know because I think weird. she's like, ha ha, watch me. You can't do this, mom. You're like, listen, I know. it's disgusting. I don't want to see you do it. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you found the spot. but I'm glad you feel empowered. Exactly. <laughs> look at her. She's like shamed now. She's like, bitches. Don't worry, she'll, mm. poop, she'll poop on the carpet later. Yeah, mm. she'll keep it real. Balance it out. <laughs> we kept it real yesterday. We did. Yesterday was so much fun. We had a blast. We were honored to host the Lululemon International Women's Day event powered by Bar 3. And the space was provided to us by Wild by Story, both owned by incredibly amazing mm -hmm. um, women here in Louisville. And we were just so excited to be a part of this event. So we hosted it, emceed it, and kind of facilitated a panel of just really kick-ass women in our city. And I mean, I left on like the biggest high. I was like, this oh my was God. so amazing. I'm my so heart fantastic. was shining bright. Yes. It was so much fun. I loved it. I really, really, really got down with that. And I think that what I was really surprised by was how fun a bar three class 
looked. I had never been to one. Yeah, I had either. But you're right. I mean, it did look like a lot of fun. It's kind of like yoga on steroids a little bit. You know, it was mm-hmm. like a bunch of fluid motions, but with a little bit more cardio aspect to it. Um, the with a little bit of bar. Was amazing. Yeah, it was so empowering. If you're thinking about trying a bar class, I would heavily, heavily think you should pivot. Maybe like try this out because it had a lot of yoga feels, but a lot of great modifications too. That was I, just going to say get that. get down yeah. with that because sometimes when you enter into a new class, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can move like that. Let me see. Let me try this first. <laughs> yes. They definitely, it was very accessible mm-hmm. to every, every scope of person that was that was there. And I think that's why people are so drawn to this is because it is, it's inviting, you know, the language is fantastic. Um, and it's, it's not, I don't feel like it's that intimidating because they do offer so many modifications that you're like, okay, I'm here, but you can also find a way to get it more challenging if you want to, you know, challenge yourself. Yeah. The kick-ass playlist. And then you get to have a focus water and a scone after. I'm like, this is the best Sunday ever. Yes. Roasted pear and ginger scone from Nancy's bagels. I mean, that thing, I I felt bad. I was like, I could just take this and run and nobody would know. No, I ugly ate it. I want to take the whole platter and like get out of there. You don't need to go and like someone's trying to talk to you. And like when you talk, it's like you're blown out of Ritz cracker. Yeah. <laughs> 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 cracker crumbs like, everywhere. Because I love a dry scone. I, mean, I feel like I'm Larry David. So I, I was like, oh, this is blowing everywhere. I don't even yeah. care. I got shit all over me. But right. I was hey, here for it. It was good. Because Nancy, you did it right. You did it, girl. And then we yeah. had focus. Water also um, provide hydration and you know, a little pep in your step. I love a focus water. I do too. Stuff is so good. It is really good. I feel like I don't yeah. get that crash. I know. That so, L-theanine. Right. Just do Marrying it the caffeine together. Right. Easing it into Easing your bloodstream. Easing it into your bloodstream. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And that peach is my jam. Oh, that peach is the best. If you haven't tried that peach I mean, uh, focus yet, get down with it. You should. Like, I thought I could never get past the grapefruit. I know. The grapefruit's it's still delicious. It is. But the peach is like, oh, hey. You didn't know I was here, but here I am. Yeah. So good. It's trending. Yeah. <laughs> well, we want you guys to enjoy this live episode. Um, we kind of came in. Sorry, I hit record a little late. So I was like, oh, wait, we're not recording. So you're going to hear this <laughs> drop in in a second. And you're gonna luckily like, you okay, pushed yeah. that button. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, wait, wait a minute. It's not blinking. I should probably press so, record. That's so fucking hilarious because it's like 110 episodes in. Whoops. I, I didn't hit record. <laughs> I didn't hit record. <laughs> You know, we're always learning. <laughs> just when you think you get this down. I just think it's you funny. You just, you know, you bring it back to being humble. Every being time. Like, every time. Every time. Every I mean, time. Yeah. Humble. Yes. And you did, you will hear, um, I don't think I did a very good job introducing them yesterday, so I'm going to reintroduce them. Okay. Um, okay. So first we had Nikki and she's the owner of Bar 3 Frankfurt Avenue. Mm-hmm. Next to her was Aisha. She is a st- studio, studio manager, manager at Orange Theory. And trainer. And at- trainer. At Orange Theory on Bardstown Road. Mm-hmm. Then next to her was Ashley, who w- is a yoga instructor and a educator, educator Lululemon. at Lululemon. Yes. And then final was oh Helene, Helene, yeah, Helene. A wellness blogger, and also um, getting her yoga certification. And a new mom. And a new mom. Which I think, honestly, sometimes you want to well, like shout out, like, listen, I'm a new mom. I'm still trying to do shit. Right. Because sometimes you're like. Taking a shower is yeah. the best thing you did all day. <laughs> I do. I definitely have like a, a very warm space for new moms. And I'm like, I get it. You you need not explain a thing to me, my friend. No. You just, do you want water or coffee? I can give you both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Water, coffee, hug, underwear. I right. feel like, yeah. All things all are good. All things. 
Right. All but the things. It is an amazing discussion about basically womanhood, what it, they've all experienced. Yeah. It is dynamic. It's talk, diverse. Yes. We talked a lot um, because this is International Women's Day and the theme this year was um, and equality leads us into an enabled world. So it's some, that's definitely a theme that we talk about a lot and getting their perspectives was very refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're very open. They're very candid about it. I think you're really going to enjoy these conversations. I do. Yeah. I enjoyed being there. I know. That's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy growing our community. We're glad that you're here to press play. And if you want to press something else, you, you know. can press that five stars. <laughs> it does help us out. It does. I'm yeah. not trying to like really like, you know, hit you up for five stars, but there are, you know, whatever you choose to give us. Um, it does help us uh, keep this CZL train moving and anything you can give us. We're always greatly appreciated. Exactly. And share some feedback. I mean, we always want to know like what you're thinking, what your thoughts are. And if you have a conversation or a topic that you want us to tackle, we'd love to hear about it. Faux show. So enjoy the shows and friends girls like really brought it today they did and just to um say that again thank you so much for having us lululemon we really Yay! appreciate you inviting us here um even though you listen to the show and you still have us back we really appreciate that wow that's great <laughs> you're real friends <laughs> you are real real friends so this year's theme for international women's day is an equal world is an enabled world And I love that. And that's something that I think speaks to a lot of women in this room, but also to the men in this room. I think everybody would agree that having an equal spot at the table makes it just a better table for everybody to sit at. So, excuse me, we're very excited to dive in with our panel here because I think they're going to give some great insight on some of these topics that we're going to talk about. So let's introduce our table. Yes, let's do so. All right. We have Miss Nikki from Bar 3 Frankfurt Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aisha from Orange Theory. Now you're a studio manager, correct? All right. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're very, uh, we're very yes. professional. I, yes, <laughs> we are. So I am a studio manager and I also coach. So I get oh, cool. the best of both worlds. Awesome, 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 awesome. We have Miss Ashley and she is a yoga instructor and an educator at Lululemon. Cool. Go, all Great. right. And Miss Helene and she is a wellness blogger as well as an influencer. Love that influencer life. Yes. Can we get a shout out? <laughs> so the way this is going to work, um, Nikki and Aisha, if you guys are going to share a mic, and then um, mm-hmm. Ashley and Helene, you guys are going to share your mic. So feel free just to, when the questions come a-rolling, pick her up. Pick her up. Pick her up. Okay, first we have something really fun for our... Oh, yes, this is great. We're going to make you stand up again. Yes. Oh, oh go yeah. ahead and moan. <laughs> <laughs> but this is really fun, I promise, I promise. Okay, so everyone stand up. Okay. And actually, Shannon's going to put down her mic, and she's going to demonstrate. Yes. Yeah, and I'm going to talk you through it. Don't worry, you won't break a a sweat this time. All right, so you're going to stand with your feet slightly apart. So think about outer hip width distance. All right. I like a slight tuck to the tailbone. And then you're going to kind of have, make an equal sign with your hands. All right. And I want you to feel the power here. Kind of have a little bit of engagement. And then you're going to shoot your arms down to your hips with a superwoman pose. And then you're going to repeat. And then repeat. Yes, and we're going to do this together. And we look like an awesome workout video. And Kevin is going to get all of this on video, so yes. Okay, and then we're going to stand just in superwoman pose. And I want you to feel all of the energy radiating out, of the cr- radiating out of the crown of your head. Now, this is a pose that is supposed to be used for empowerment. So you're set to do this 30 seconds a day. And I want you to really feel what you're feeling in this posture. Are you more confident? 
Do you feel like you have more leadership? Do you feel like you can walk into a room and be your best self? All right, have a seat. <laughs> All right, have a seat. Y'all are badasses, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah, by the yeah. way, we do drop some things. And right. <laughs> Colorful language is encouraged, yeah. so do not censor yourself. <laughs> Apple doesn't censor us, so we're good. We're yeah. good with it. It's great. It's great. So we want to start off with asking, um, well, standing for equality in every space. And that's kind of like, how are you going to lean into equality? Because there's times that, especially as women, we are put in situations where we don't feel equal and we don't feel like our voice is always heard the way that it's intended for us to, to hear it. So standing for equality in every space. And that's, it's not, it's always, it's much easier to say that than it is to actually practice it because sometimes you get in situations and you might feel small in a space where you want to come in roaring and feel like you've got confidence, but you might feel like you're shut down. So I challenge everybody moving forward to stand for equality in every space of your life. And Nikki, this first question is going to go out to you. As a, <laughs> yes, as a female uh, entrepreneur and owning and bringing Bar 3 to Louisville, what were some of the challenges you faced as a female coming into this space? Um, I really wish you guys would have sent the questions ahead of time. Because I was like, <laughs> no, oh, it's okay. Yeah. 100% chance that um, probably something inappropriate is going to come out. That's my okay. My we mom is sitting right that. here, too. So. Yay! Hi, Mom. Hi, so mom she's too. not going to be surprised if anything inappropriate comes out, right? No, okay. she knows. That's okay. where I get it from. Okay, perfect. So um, I, I think... I have felt so supported, really, um, by the people around me. And Bar 3 as a company is, I mean, 100% of the Bar 3 franchises in the country are owned by women. So I um, have not really run into any issues, I would say. Some things that became pretty apparent um, was during the construction process. That was oh, really fun. Oh, yes. Tell us about that. Um, I did feel like there were certain times where you kind of like maybe the contractors aren't really taking into account that maybe you do know what you're talking about and you have a whole team of people behind you. And so I did run into some times where you kind of have to almost be a little bit more aggressive to be taken seriously. And um, I do remember one time having basically to kind of stand up for myself and thinking like, wow, I'm being such a bitch right now. And then I was like, no, I'm not. I'm actually standing up for myself because if a man were put in the same situation, they would have been like, oh, wow, he's strong and he knows what he's talking about. Right. So I think just, um, you know, the, sometimes the view gets a little bit flipped when you're dealing with men versus women. But um, I will say I have felt incredibly supported by this community here, especially being new to Louisville. That's, so. that's love you guys. Awesome. We love yeah. that you're here. Yeah. So after that empowering moment, how did you feel moving forward? Did you feel like you can conquer that next moment and next moment? I did. I was like, well, <laughs> he told, and he was like, whoa, okay, um, sorry. And um, yeah, I will say that like after that, that was kind of an eye-opening moment for me. I was like, I can do this and I can stand up for myself. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, you know, I'm 38 years old, but I don't know who like authorized this, who ever allowed me to own a business, like terrible idea. And like, let me try to raise a child. <laughs> so sometimes it's like imposter syndrome. You know, I look in the mirror and I'm just like, I don't know 
who this adult is with all these wrinkles in her forehead because I feel like I'm still 16 years old and shouldn't even have a driver's license. Well, you're a badass boss. That's oh. who you are, girl. This That's boss lady's yeah. doing it, doing it. <laughs> and we do talk a lot about imposter syndrome. I think it does live in a woman's heart that we're always questioning our ability and our authenticity and whether we're able to be in the space that we're at. And I think that being able to speak to that and moving past that is part of like women empowerment. Like we're going to break that. Yeah. Yeah. When I think recognizing it too, because I think all of us in this room at some point had felt like we were imposters and like, do are we, do we really know what we're talking about? But we, we nod and we say, yes, we do. We can do it. So I think it's important that, you know, when you do feel that way, just know that you're not alone because we're all here feeling the exact same way. I know that when we started this podcast, and even 108 and 10 episodes in, we still don't know what we're doing. I still have to Google but everything. We still, but we still show up. We still <laughs> right. YouTube everything. And um, we're still here. Right. right. We're still here. <laughs> yes. So, Aisha. Hey. This next Hello. one's for you. Hello. Welcome. So, as the studio manager at Orange Theory, you are in a space that welcomes both male and female participants to come in. Do you see any type of inequality that happens within your studio space? Um, not necessarily. There is always a little bit of hesitation when the men come to try us out. Once they get in there, they're like, oh, they do have heavier weights. Um, mm-hmm. Another big thing is that I really advocated that the leadership team in my studio was female. So me and my head coach kind of like are both women. We're both kind of A type. So we come in there bitches on wheels sometimes. (laughs) I mean, it's just trying to be assertive and command respect in a fitness industry where sometimes we're encouraged to like listen to men and follow behind them and being strong can also be being feminine. And in a world where people are going to get nipped and tucked and they can actually sculpt their bodies and be well by just getting in and moving, I think we're sending a great message to everyone around. Absolutely. And as a woman of color and part of the LBGTQ community, how do you see inequality? Because I think your lens is probably looks different than our lens. Absolutely. I think um, moving from California to Kentucky, it was like Culture rainbow <laughs> to, okay, That's big. this is a little bit different. Right. But I think here in Louisville and um, in the Orange Theory and fitness community in itself, that's just an all-encompassing, um, welcoming, we're all shooting for the same goal. It's a great concept when you are able to come and all be shooting for one priority. And that's overall health and wellness. So I've been welcomed with nothing but open arms. I'm able to stand proud in who I am, not hide that or dull it down. I am who I am. I love a woman, I love my color, I love my skin, and it gives me a confidence being in a field that I'm passionate about. Yes, girl! Get it, girl! No, yes, love it. I do agree with that. So, and you you have a daughter, correct? I do. I have a 16-year-old. I'm, I'm 38, too, so I, I share that same feeling. Like, I don't feel it, though, and I damn sure don't look it. You, you don't. don't. No. No. <laughs> uh, no, ladies. The vibe is strong. I'm going to ask about your skincare like routine next. For both of you, I'm just very curious what's going on. How do you age backwards? I feel like we're all what 25. We we're all 25. Yeah. So, um, so you have a 16-year-old. So I do. What kind of conversations are you having at home around these topics of empowerment and maybe being a, someone of color and, you know, of a different sexual orientation like what is what does that look like so it's her walking around embodying complete confidence in herself you know she's also 
dark skin. She has natural hair. Um, the good thing is she loves having two moms. She's very open and confident about that. She thinks it's like the best of both worlds. And she goes to a school, she goes to manual, that's very welcoming and diverse. So I teach her to be confident, love the skin she's in, love who she is, and walk around and share that kindness and overall human nature to love everyone with confidence and share that with all of her friends, anyone she um, comes in contact with. I love that message, love mm-hmm. with confidence. I'm love gonna write that down, girl. That's good. I like it. Love with confidence. <laughs> she's love always it. she's the note taker of the, the group. <laughs> always, always. Yes. All right. So, Helene. Hi, Helene. Hi. Hey, girl. Hey. 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 <laughs> so you are in the wellness community and mm-hmm. also have a big online presence um, on Instagram and all that. Where where life lives, basically. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. What kind of stigmas are associated with being? I guess in that space and what would you like to kind of clear the air on today? Like how are you carving out your name in this space? So I think that the most important thing to keep in mind in any field is that you have your own unique story. So whether you are going in as a leader in any type of community feeling like it's oversaturated or like, oh, everyone's already doing this. It's like, it doesn't matter if you're doing something similar to what other people are doing because you have your story to share and there's value to that in and of itself. So it's kind of finding that balance of how do you share what's of value to you and true to you while also sharing what's important to others and things that they can take into their lives and incorporate in a way that will be really helpful to them and help change their lives in a positive way. So that's definitely the big balance is how do I share my story? How can I be vulnerable in a way that helps inspire other people to be open and honest with themselves and others while also keeping in mind what will be most helpful and what will bring value to others? I do have a question. On your wellness blog, do you speak from, I mean, obviously from a female point of view, but do you touch on the male aspect of wellness too or is this more driven towards females? It's driven towards females. I try to speak. I don't have any sort of medical background. I'm really just sharing my experiences as a woman where I am right now. So I'm eight months postpartum. So just kind of as my life unfolds, um, sharing, you know, what it's like to live in alignment with finding a career that you're passionate about, what it's like to try to conceive through challenges, what it's like to, you know, go through all the changes of your body carrying a baby and now postpartum. So I'm just sharing my story and I hope that I can inspire others in a way that relates to them and makes them feel empowered to share their story and look at wellness through that lens of we don't have to, you know, have a specific, um, I guess, diagnosis or specific type of path that we're taking to solve a medical like an issue that's medical to be addressing our health. We can do sometimes what feels good and feels authentic to us um, and kind of looking at, looking at wellness through that lens of honoring yourself where you are. I have a question. Yes. So being that you're, would you say eight months postpartum, mm-hmm. how has your message changed since becoming a new mom? That's and, a really good and question. And that whole body changing. 
So my perspective on what's realistic has changed. My goal has always been to share a realistic, balanced lifestyle. Um, I used to think before I had my son that it was really realistic to have this whole uh, extensive morning routine and evening routine and these different practices that you incorporated throughout the day. As long as you found what felt good to you, it was realistic. And now I'm realizing, okay, you know, you don't always have the time for everything and you have to prioritize what's the most important to you in that moment. So is healthy eating what's the most important to you right now? Maybe you want to start a fitness routine, you want to start eating healthy, but it's not always realistic and we don't always have the time to dedicate ourselves to all of these different wonderful goals at once. So kind of figuring out that balance of I have time for this small step I'm going to take right now. Right now, I'm just gonna maybe start a five-minute meditation practice in the morning. I'm gonna do that for a couple weeks. Next week, I'm gonna try, you know, looking at my breakfast in the morning and finding something that helps me feel energized and is has clean ingredients. And just doing things one step at a time, really breaking them down. And I've had a humbling experience with what realistic truly does mean. And kids will be the most honest truth tellers. <laughs> They're They'll keep a teaching freaking you as, as they get older too. And it's it's interesting. I think a lot of us can feel this way when you're used to being a goal setter, and you can you know you can put a timeline together, and you know how to you know check those things off. When life comes at you at full throttle with a baby, you have no sleep, and you're like, why aren't you eating? Why are you crying? I know you can't talk to me. It does make you kind of question like, am I doing this the right way? Because everything you've ever known has been like a checklist or something that you feel like, I do this and I get this and I do this and I get that. And then the baby comes along and you're like, oh, hell no. Mm -mm, That's not how it works. <laughs> like, it's, it's not. Oh, gosh, almighty. <laughs> oh, I think I just broke She's my She's new, guys. She's new. <laughs> Great. I, I do want to kind of open this up to the panel. What were the biggest surprises, those that are moms, that you thought one way about being a woman and then that completely... Wait, a woman? Or, or a mom? Uh, being a mom. Okay. Oh. Well, like, actually we being a woman, like, you know, and then transferring into a different stage of being a woman. Got it. Like, okay, after that. So feel free to discuss. Whoever wants to jump in. Get it. Get it, Aisha. Um, I think I was... Um, I hit like deer in headlights because I was a single mom. So senior in college, like, okay, I got to get it together. It taught me to be responsible and it actually empowered me to be more engaged with myself as a female. I never asked for anything. I've always taken care of her on my own until my wife came in my life. Um, and in that aspect, it wasn't about me throwing anyone else under the bus. They didn't want to step up to the plate. It was more of hey, I'm going to do this because I got this. And I have that same mindset right now. Like, I got this. At the end of the day, she's my responsibility. I have to build up this strong African-American woman in today's society. So that in itself empowers me to empower her. But yeah, deer in headlights, like, oh, shit, there is no sleep anymore. <laughs> that I am a personal Uber driver, and I have a broke little best friend. Right? Oh, that's yes. the truth that's, right there. Mm, that yes. is. It is. Yes. <laughs> we're not there yet, but we're right. coming. <laughs> right. All right. Yep. So, Miss Ashley. So, we're going to switch gears. Um, so, according to Yoga Alliance, 78% of all yoga instructors are women. So, it's, it's a freaking Saturated crowded. Saturated female Saturated. market. Mm -hmm. So, it is kind of hard to carve out that space. How are you setting your tone as a yoga instructor, and how do you find your confidence and your own authenticity in this big, open, crowded area? 
Um, hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of took an interesting route to get to yoga. Um, I think I went to my first practice when I was 18, and my I went with my mama, and I was like, oh, we're making shapes. This is fun. Um, and then I went home and didn't think about it again. Um, and then... Um, when I went through recovery for alcohol, I just looked around and I looked at um, all the 12-step programs that are available and, and stuff that's available to help people recover, and I realized it's just a very male-dominated mindset. Um, a lot of it is going over uh, critical flaws, fixing your critical flaws, and I was thinking, we need something empowering. Women are already looking at their critical flaws all day, every day. That's just a tendency that we have to be overly critical. Um, so that's really where I approached yoga from, as a way to help empower women to overcome difficulties in their life. And so um, trauma-informed yoga is something that, I'm, that I do in every class. Um, how I, my language, um, I'm really about yoga for recovery, uh, yoga for trauma, and so that's just what I'm passionate about, and that's where I carve my little niche. Well, I feel like you have found your spot because that's a, a beautiful practice to share with other people and a message that I'm sure is welcomed by so, so many. So you're really doing some great work with your, your mindset. It's beautiful. And I appreciate that, that you're really dedicating yourself to that part of the community because it is needed. And there's different reasons we step onto our mat. I do know that. And to really feel embraced in that way, I bet that you've really helped a lot of people. So appreciate Thank that. Yeah. 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 All right. So we're going to kind of circle back. So I'm a mom of two boys. Yeah. Pray and, for me. And, and a, a lovely little yeah. girl. But let's just be honest, like the two boys. And um, <laughs> yeah, my girl, she's got it. Like we're good. She's good. She she's can go to college. She's, she can go to college tomorrow. To she's yep. fine. Um, both my boys are 18 months apart. So there is a lot of conversation um, around female empowerment. And, and the narrative is a little bit different in my house. So I'm going to um, kind of feel this to Helene. How are you planning to kind of approach the conversation with your son when he's of age? and about female empowerment and I guess inclusive and, and just being more open equal. to yeah, yeah. equal equal conversation. Yeah. This is a great question. So something powerful, a shift in mindset that's happened in my life is starting to think about the golden rule from treat people uh, the way you want to be treated to treat people the way they want to be treated. So I actually was working in a public school system when I lived in DC and teaching kindergarten and first graders. So I've had to have this experience before. Thankfully, I've had a, like, a little bit of practice before uh, my son reaches that age with children and kind of how from an early age you do foster those important values because kids are sponges and they pick up on things. I mean, they the things they say, you can really just, they're a mirror and a reflection a lot of times of what the adults in their lives are saying. And we don't realize that we're having such a big influence on them from such an early age. And then we see that in, you know, with a lot of the problems in the world we see now, it's like sometimes you can't even blame people because it's just the way that they were raised and all that they know. But I think that if we all think about treating people the way they want to be treated, it really helps us look at things um, from a standpoint of equality and not just treating everyone the same, but treating them in the way that feels good to them and honors them. 
because that is going to be different for everyone. And I think that as long as we do that, no matter what the population is that we're encountering, we're going to be approaching it in a really respectful way that really helps to just be sensitive to any sort of differences. Absolutely. I mean, I love that that's even something you're considering at such a young age. I mean, your son is very young, but obviously that's something that you believe in. And again, that's standing in your values for equality. And I think that's a beautiful thing that you're going to share, you know, not just with your son, but from anybody that comes in contact with you. Because you've got a, you know, you've, you've got a, a great platform to speak to that, you know, with your, your blog. So well done, my friend. Well done. Well done. Well done. We recently spoke to an energy healer. Um, on the phone, and she gave us this little... Oh, she was a psychic intuitive. Oh, psychic intuitive. Yes. Oh, sorry. We, do, we speak to a lot of different people. We do. But she gave us this little um, parable that was basically like everyone walks around with a little satellite dish. And I had this envision as you were talking, like, it is like we all have like little satellite dishes, and it's like the vibe will be put out. Mm-hmm. And like, it, they're going to receive that on their own little satellite dish. So I yeah. had that vision as like you were talking. I was like, oh, it's coming in. Mm-hmm. Now you guys won't be able to erase that from your memory. Yeah. <laughs> and now well, I do want to open that question up to you ladies too. Like, how are you guys um, creating the narrative with your own children about equality and female empowerment? Nikki, would you like to lead off that convo? Get it, girl. I'm going to get it. Um, (laughs) So I have a six-year-old daughter. She's almost seven, and she's literally the best thing in the world. She's spicy. Um, She is, I'm not sure I would call her spicy as much as, like, 100% girl. Like, she'd be, like, twirling in skirts. When I was six years old, I was, like, in the backyard catching lizards and playing in the mud. Like, so she's, like, an alien to me. I'm, like, you want to do what now? So, um... I do feel really strongly, and my husband and I, we both try to kind of have this narrative with her. She's obviously beautiful, but um, rather than using the words, oh, you're so pretty. Like, it's basically like saying to somebody, oh, congratulations on your face. Like, that means nothing, and that's not going to get her anywhere. So we're trying to kind of change the narrative from, oh, you're so pretty, to you are so smart. And you are so kind. And I um, have had a conversation with her the other day. Because, you know, kids can be mean. Mm-hmm. Asses. Right. They can be real dicks sometimes. <laughs> Don't yes, be a they dick. can. Yeah. So um, I had a conversation with her. And one of her little friends just happens to be one of those. And I was like, listen. You know, she called you a butt face or whatever she did. And I was like, how did that make you feel? She was like, well, it made me feel terrible. I'm like, so instead of being that person, how about you try to be the person that notices who is sitting by themselves at lunchtime or is standing in the corner feeling really uncomfortable and nobody's talking to them? How about you be the person that is kind and notices things like that and reaches out to that person and supports them? Because I'll tell you what, nobody, you, nobody is ever going to say anything bad about you for being nice to people. And it would be far better to be nice to everyone and be friends with everyone than to sacrifice, like, you know, your personality and be a jerk to try to be a part of the in crowd. Right. And it doesn't matter what you look like. That's we, great. we have a lot of conversations about what our bodies can do instead mm-hmm. of what they look like. Yes. I know that Shannon has a lot of a lot of expertise to add into this. I do. I've got two girls, seven and nine, and they are not girly girls whatsoever, which that's totally fine in our house too. Uh, but they also they don't 
necessarily look like other little girls their age. They're not, you know, a, the smaller end of the spectrum when it comes to little girls. And they see that and they're like, well, I don't look like my friend Tina. I'm like, because you weren't made to look like Tina. You were made to look like Ruby Jane and you were made to look like Eleanor. So we talk a lot about you have special abilities and they were made just for you. You don't have to look like somebody else to fit in. And my youngest daughter is seven. I got a, a text from her teacher last week saying, she's like, you know, she's having a really bad day. She's hiding under a table. She's not talking to any of her friends. And I was like, oh boy, this isn't good. So she comes home and she's, you know, she's kind of down. And I was like, Eleanor, what's going on? And she's like, mom, sometimes I just don't want to play with my friends. Sometimes I just need to be by myself. And I was like, amen, sister. I mean, the fact that you're seven and you have the insight, I'm like, <clears throat> she's yes. woke. She, she, she real woke. Uh, and she's like, sometimes I just need me time. And I'm like, take that. You know, and I, I shared that with her teacher. And then the teacher the next day told the class, like, if you need alone time and you need special time just for you, let me know. And sure enough, that afternoon, nine little kids decided to stay in from recess and play by themselves. And I'm like, and that's okay too. So even though you may not feel like you need to connect with every single person in the room, just know that that is also okay and that you don't have to be like everybody else in the room. You know, I bet at first that message wasn't really like supported in the class, but, and then when she gave it a try, she shut, like yeah. she set the trend and like it she was, it, it was embraced. She's a rule or, you know, a trendsetter we say. She's a trendsetter <laughs> in the first grade. No. So speaking of support, um, so I want to open this up back up to the panel. What does female support look to each of you, look like to each of you? So how do you show up for other females and how do you like other females to show up for you? That's a tricky one. Layered. So I think that a huge issue for in the female health and wellness space is issues being taboo or not being, you know, okay to talk about certain things and certain things that our bodies are going through that are just normal. And then all of us are kind of sitting here experiencing some of the same issues um, and feeling like something's wrong with us because, you know, our bodies are changing in this way or acting in this certain way and then not knowing how to address that. So I think a huge thing is just normalizing these conversations and, you know, as soon as one person opens up about something, then it makes it okay for whoever that other person is they're talking to, that community who they're sharing with to know, oh, okay, I can talk about this now too. And then the more all of us do that, the more it becomes okay in society. So just trying to start these conversations and make it so that we can be empowered by one another and feel like whatever it is we're going through, whether it's a health issue or just a career issue, and you know, it all kind of plays into one another because it's also interconnected, but that we feel like we can start that start that ball rolling if it hasn't already in our you know little micro communities um, so that we can just radiate that out into society and into our larger communities for that to be that to be the norm yeah. and Ashley what about you um, I I agree with you I think the power of stories is so important. So I think having a safe space where women can share stories with one another and talk about experiences and learn from each other is really important in a community. I love that. And Aisha? 
I also think that it's very vital and key that we support each other because if we become each other's biggest cheerleaders, there's no room for men or anyone else to tear us down because we're gonna uplift each other. And I think what you said earlier, Helena, about there being space for everyone, finding your special it factor, that's a huge piece. Like support everyone, because everyone's different and there's room for all of us to glow. You don't have to dim someone else's light bulb for yours to shine brighter. Amen, sister. Oh yes. And Miss Nikki. Nikki. So I have a staff of like maybe 19 of the most amazing females in the entire city. I'm slightly biased. Some of them are sitting in the audience. Um, and I, I do like tend to get pretty emotional. Oh, that's okay. We support that too. Oh, that's yeah. Good. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my yeah. gosh. So yeah. I'm probably, here's all the time. what's going to happen. Okay. I'm probably going to say the F word and I'm for sure going to cry. That's totally okay. fine. Um, so when I moved here, I was like, oh, I'm going to open this Bar 3 studio and it's going to be amazing because like, I was a Bar 3 client when I lived in Portland and loved it so much. And I was like, it took me from being this like, insecure, like, pigeon-toed, awkward person. I was like, oh my gosh, I actually feel like semi-coordinated when I work out. And um, so I was like, I'm going to do this in, in Louisville. And then I got here and I was like, okay, I'm going to open this business. And it never occurred to me how many lives that it was gonna affect. And so um, now we've been open for about four and a half years and sometimes I'm just like pinch myself moments because like you have people like, I mean, Becca who led this class is, ow, who led this class this morning and I'm like, you know what, I, I kind of took a step back because I was like, do I want to teach this class? And I'm like, if I'm being real with myself, I was at a fundraiser last night for my daughter's school. <laughs> Am I gonna be my best self when I show up in the morning? And also then I kind of was like, well, she's better than I am. She's a really phenomenal teacher. And so I just kind of, I don't know, I have all these people like Mel too, surrounding me who are like better than me and smarter than me. And um, I've never like felt so supported. And all these people who are my employees. um, More like family. They're like family, friends. Yeah, I never imagined that I could have made so many friends. 100%. 100%. Lived in support. I agree yep. with that. And I own my own business and I also share that same feeling. I have a, an amazing staff and I've had one employee that's been with me since I opened my doors. And I've, you know, with every person that I hire, like I make them fill out a goal sheet and she has hit every single goal that she has written down. And like that for me, I'm like, if my business closes tomorrow, I really wouldn't care because I have seen the purpose of why I was here wasn't to make great hair in Louisville. It was to empower these women to believe in themselves, which they have. And it's, it's interesting um, because in the beginning, they weren't very adamant about asking about money. And I'm like, listen, ladies, you know, it doesn't have to be a scary conversation, but I think a lot of us do get intimidated around having the financial conversation. And they would walk out and they're like, I'm hired and this is great. And they'd show up the first day and they're like, I forgot to ask how much you were going to pay. And I was like, that needs to be question number three, like always. Like, don't leave the table until you know what you are valued. And that, and I feel like I've done a really great job, maybe sometimes too, because I ask for money all the time now. I'm like, ladies, listen, <laughs> like, <laughs> I love what you're doing, but wow. But the, to get their confidence and to see where they've grown in a financial conversation, I, I feel like I'm that I am most proud of just because I know how uncomfortable it can be. And I always tell them, I'm like, if you're talking about money and your armpits are sweating, you're doing it right. 
and that's okay. And they're like, okay, good, because I'm really nervous. And I'm like, can you, that, I, I mean, understand I'm that. I'm sweating right now. I know, you're like, oh, God, okay. I know, right? It's <laughs> like, do I have, I'm not talking about money, but I'm sweating. Does that count? <laughs> it does. It does. You're winning at life. It's great. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. So um, another thing I want to I, I want to know is in the conversation of female empowerment, what do you want men to know? Be real for like super candid. I got, I got, I got so many. Yeah. <laughs> you want to start a separate? Okay. This, <laughs> I had a little bit of a tangent yesterday, but... If you see someone with full hands coming in from the grocery store, I gave my I gave my husband so much shit yesterday. <laughs> I was like, if you see me coming in, you gotta help me either unload or unpack. Right. Okay, that's just all I know. Yeah, that's that's just, that's just step one. <laughs> and feel free to tack on to that one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. It's a free for I would say kind of going back to that normalizing certain conversations and then also helping educate men so that they don't think certain things like it's not gross like what okay so let me just give you an example of something that's been on my mind like that <laughs> like talking about social media and instagram and stuff like this is that i follow a lot of birth community instagrams and instagram is always blocking these beautiful birth photos but yet i'm always reporting like these images that are inappropriate that come up that are like porny spam and and then they don't get taken down and I'm like this is a problem like this is you know this is just a reflection of some of the issues we're having in society where this is normal this is normal to talk about birth or whatever women's health issue might be the case. It's not gross. It's not weird. Um, And we need the support of not just other women, but men. We need men to not necessarily understand because they might not understand if it's not something they've been through, but be willing to listen. Just be open. Just listen. Just be respectful and just kind of honor whatever that that thing might be. Yeah, we say this a lot in our house. It's not you do it right and I do it wrong. It's we do it different and that's okay. So we can be, we can celebrate the fact that the way that you full tells isn't wrong, babe. It's just different than how I do it. So, you know, it's a loose example, but you guys know what I'm saying. Um, It's not about right or wrong, but including people in the conversation and embracing their differences as part of the story. Ashley, do you want to speak to what you want men to know? Um... I think it's also um, men holding space for women as they figure things out and as they're working to empower themselves. I know a lot of times very well-meaning men will step in and try to, I'm just going to fix everything, let me just do this and then bow on top, you know? And, and sometimes men just need to hold space, I think, and that, that is supporting the not getting involved and the not trying to be like, I know the answer, which is very sweet, but, you know. <laughs> Bless it. your heart. It's really what you want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Aisha? Um, I think I would encourage men to learn a little bit more compassion for those soft, um, sensitive topics and things that we do experience as women. Um, I think it's also okay for us to start letting our men know that it's okay to be a little submissive and it's okay to soften up a little bit, especially if you're around an assertive woman and that does not diminish your manhood. Um, and, And it's okay to let a woman take the lead sometimes. 
you're not going to lose your main card. Right. I promise. Not at all. You're probably there, just going to get, gonna get revoked. in your pocket, I promise. Yeah. You're going to stay on task and on time. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I always tell my husband, I was like, agreeing with me doesn't mean you lose your man card. You do know that, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I am right. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki? Yeah, we, we just, you know, it's not wrong. We just do it different. Like, I'm legit not allowed to load the dishwasher in my house, so that role is a little bit reversed. He's like, every time I load the dishwasher, he's like, we've gone over this. Uh, the <laughs> bowls do not go on the bottom. And I'm like, well, they do when the top shelf is full. Um, so I, I actually feel pretty strongly and passionate about equality means equality. And it doesn't mean... Um, it's time for men to take a step down because for hundreds of years they've been in power and now the woman's going to rise up. And it's like, no, how about let's just all meet each other somewhere, okay? Like, women are smart. We can do it. Men are smart. They can do it. Let's all work together. Let's all have equal pay. And, like, men, I think that there's such a negative connotation to being a feminist, and people don't really understand what that means. And it does not mean that women are trying to take over the world, because that probably wouldn't be the best thing. We need like, you. We need, <laughs> we need men. We do need men. First of all, ain't nobody making babies without them. So if, they, if they we want to- They are part of the batter. <laughs> they, they do contribute. Part of the batter. <laughs> the baby batter, you know, it goes to the factory, makes the baby. Okay, you. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I would make it awkward and uncomfortable. I understand. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Can't so, unhear um, that. That's to it. Like, I've been feeling uh, pretty passionate about that lately, and it's kind of eye-opening. And as a business owner, I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not better at doing this because I'm a woman. I'm not, you know, a man couldn't do it better. Like, n nobody's better than anyone. We all need each other. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's where we will find a much more sustainable level of equality is when we do realize that we have special traits that we can all bring, but we need, we also just need them to think that, you know, you don't have to be the brightest shot, you know, star in the room. Like none of us do. We just have to understand that we're all going to shine and that's fine. We also have a big conversation in my house around emotions and emotions are okay. Mm -hmm. And raising two boys, going back to that, it's been a real eye opening experience for me to teach them to embrace them and not shove them down and they're not ashamed of it and they kind of own it and they do you know open up to me a lot more when I do give them that safe space so maybe that is another thing to add yeah so this is our final question for the panel it's a fun one it is fun and I, we're all roughly in the same 30s 40s is that where is anybody 40 here just me oh yeah okay High five. Good time. Um, so growing up, we had some pretty amazing characters, it, it, female characters that we got to look up to. Um, what were some of your favorite characters as a child? Or it could be TV. It could be a movie. It could be a book. Brittany, I know you have a great one. Who I do. All right. <laughs> do you all remember uh, Clarissa Explains It All? Yes. Oh, Melissa Joan Hart, right? Yeah. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, I wanted to be her. I wanted her room. Did you wear the um, the black spandex? Girl, yes, I jeans? did. I mean, I'm trying to bring that look back like this summer. So I, I saw some the other day. I was so <laughs> here for it. Uh, I wanted to be her. I was like, she was just. I mean, she was a little bit after the punky Brewster, mm -hmm. but I was. Oh, I loved her. She was great, and she like had her own style and she had her own flair and she didn't care. And I was like, oh, 
My mom never bought me those clothes. <laughs> uh, Nikki? Oh, my gosh. We can send it down further if you yeah. need time. Anybody got one they want to throw yeah, out Yeah, anybody there? got one? I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll say that one story that comes to mind from when I was a kid that might be different from other people um, who girls in my class looked up to, but... I remember for a class project, we had to do read a biography about someone and then come in and do a presentation. I think it was in second grade. Um, mind you, my parents were are very, very politically active and passionate. But I came in with a briefcase and a wig on and turned on Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow and was Hillary Clinton. <laughs> so <laughs> that was like one of my little dress up <laughs> moments from when you're younger. So um, I think I just always tried to find people who I thought were doing something, I don't know, yeah. doing something that could create change and I don't know I, I like just that. I yeah. like that story yeah. when I think back on it because I'm like something kind of different right I'm gonna need pictures from that day right <laughs> can you please post those on your blog anyone else have one so mine is a little different so you guys used to watch the Cosby show right yes so I was a big on different world yeah the one that came on after that I mm-hmm. love and show. I want it to be Denise Huxtable because I was like ooh that's an HB that like I didn't even know what a HBCU was, but I like wanted to be that girl going to college and having all those friends that looked just like her and they had fun and it was vibrant. Like I wanted to go to Hillman University, even though there isn't a real Hillman <laughs> University, <laughs> but I, I did. That was like my big thing. That, that awesome. was an awesome yeah, show. That was a great show. I loved it. What was it? Whitney and Dwayne? Mm-hmm. Was that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Whitney. That's yeah. What <laughs> Anybody else? Um, I wanted to be Alice in Wonderland. Yes, I just girl, thought that would be like so awesome. I love her. Follow the white rabbit and fall down the hole and mm-hmm. get big, get little. Right. She thought fun. six impossible things just before breakfast. I was, I was like, yeah, I think about that too. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was really big in designing women and Murphy Brown. Like those, I, mean, I look back as I'm like, wow, my mom really let me stay up late. Number one. And number two, like she was like, no. Suzanne Sugarbaker should be your role model. <laughs> I'm like, so true. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> and yeah, your house looks like a shit show. Uh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> it looks more Let's like a bedroom than like, you know. <laughs> right. There's no designing women. No. So that designing women fell flat. No, the uh, female empowerment. I'm of just the kidding, show. boo. I'm just I kidding. I can't with design you. shit. That's why, I, you know, I have friends that can do it. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I can't do it. Legos and stickers everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a seven and nine year old that decorated my Those house. that are in yeah. the audience have been to Shannon's house. They my know. house looks the exact same. Right. I, I legit have a train table in our fancy living room accompanied with the Barbie dream house and the Barbie camper. And and, I'm like, well. And you step over clothes. You do. And I'm like, sorry about that. <laughs> Pick that up. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry, Josh. Uh, does anybody in the audience have a question for anybody up here? Yes. Marin. Come on up. Yeah, come on up, Marin. I'll meet you halfway with the mic. Uh, this has come up for me. Uh, this has come up for me recently as uh, I'm getting older, but look young. Um, so <laughs> I turned 31 on Tuesday. Look at you! Thank you. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to work for a company that there are a lot of females at Lululemon, so I feel okay. But as I'm getting older and still being called cute, um, there are many times 
that when I was younger, it was like, oh, that's a compliment. And now it really gets on my nerves to be called cute. And so I wonder, like, especially for Ashley working in the corporate world and looking younger than you are and being a petite woman, um, how maybe you feel like that affected, like, growth opportunities in the corporate world. Because I feel like working for Lululemon, I'm very fortunate but I feel like if I went to a corporate job I would be seen as just cute yeah I love that great question question. Ashley what are your thoughts I I will say that the age of 43 I got called girl at the gym the other day and I was like hey thank you but be not so much please don't call me that um so yeah I will say that when I was working um in, in corporate America, getting be, being cute was a hindrance, I think, getting the cute label. Um, because no matter how hard I tried, I just don't look my age, which I appreciate now, but it, it, it's an obstacle um, in some ways, and then in some ways, maybe not so much. But I, I do think it was hard for folks to take me seriously. Um, perhaps some bosses, um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this delicately. <laughs> oh, you don't some, have to be delicate here, girl. You can rip that off. Wanted attention, um, being a female, looking young. Um, so you just really had to kind of downplay that. Like, think about what you're wearing all the time. Think about how you're fixing your hair all the time. And think about, am I being too friendly? And it really have to, you know monitor your own behavior on a daily basis which can be exhausting and which you really shouldn't have to do in the workplace and most men probably don't have to deal with that I mean like oh Sam you're so cute no that's HR's problem now thanks Sam like <laughs> that, that, that happens I mean I'm, I feel like I'm in the same boat I mean I as someone who owns my own business I have fielded a phone call once where a gentleman older called and said I need to speak to the owner I'm like speaking and he's like not with that voice and I was like I'm sorry what voice would you like for me to speak in sir and I was like oh so my reaction with that is I always clap back with sass and then I give them facts that they can't dispute and I'm like and now what sir so oh hey Katie oh okay Okay. yeah anyone else have a question please I really like sharing the mic please oh my gosh Okay. I want to thank you for all being here today. This has been an amazing event. Yes. Super fun. Oh, oh, sorry. That was sorry, my Siri. Fault. That's okay. Yeah. So thank you to everyone and thank you to our fantastic panel of women. And we look forward to being inspired and empowered by all of you here in the city. And Mary, do you want to say any closing thoughts? I just want to thank you all. I want to thank Mel Simone too, who like fearlessly and furiously Way to go, got so much together in a very short amount of time. So thank you. This is like what she's best in the world at. I did want to say too, Lululemon's releasing their equal pay report today. And in addition to that, they are inviting other retail brands to do the same um, in hopes to kind of elevate other companies to also create equal pay among their leadership teams. And something they're doing for the first time today is they're giving, in years past, they've given on International Women's Day money back for every dollar that women do not receive. So luckily, every year I've worked for the company, it's gone down. I think it started at 23% was like the discount that we got on International Women's Day. It's down to 18. So that's a 
wonderful thing. Um, but today they are giving it to men and women. So anyone who shops at Lululemon today will get that 18 cents back, so like 18%. Um, but they're giving it to men today too so that they can be more aware of and in the conversation. Yeah. Way to go, Lululemon. I know. Rocking it out. It's great. Well, you guys, thank you so much. We've had a great time. Uh, this will be released probably tomorrow. Sometime. Yeah. If not tomorrow, then um, next week. But it's Crazy Zen Life. So please give us a download so you guys can uh, participate. Yeah. Hit yeah. the subscribe. Five stars. We love it. That's why we can continue to do this every week. And we love sharing this space with you. So thanks yeah. again. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us. 